the National Archives podcast series, Criminal Ancestors, presented by Nigel Taylor. This is a talk on criminal ancestors. What I hope to achieve is to give you an idea of what records we hold and what records are held outside the National Archive, and also give you an idea of what you can search now online, because a lot of the Increasingly now, a lot of the records are available online. The National Archives hold trial records. The main source that's held at the National Archives are the uh, assizes records, which were really the precursors of the, the Crown Courts that now exist. They uh, sat at courts throughout the country, and we hold these records from 1559 and then from 1972 onwards uh, we hold the Crown Court records. We also hold the records of the Central Criminal Court, Old Bailey, from 1834 onwards and also the uh, Court of King's Bench which also dealt with uh, criminal matters. In terms of the uh, records that we hold there are four main headings I'd like to initially talk about. Uh, these are indictments, minute books, depositions, and calendar of prisoners. The indictment, to start off with, is a uh, record that gives the uh, charge, verdict, and sentence. This is a very formal record, but uh, there's a very good chance that the indictment will survive for a particular case. These are bundled together by, uh, by circuits. Uh, these uh, circuits uh, covered a number of counties, so you had a western circuit covering Devon, Cornwall, Dorset, etc. Uh, the judges uh, went out on circuit from, uh, from London, Westminster, and they travelled from one town to the next and sat for a day, two days, maybe longer in each town. The uh, indictments say is very, is very formal, but it will give you uh, an idea of what the person, the individual, the ancestor was charged, uh, what was the charge, and it will, and it will be in, endorsed with the, the verdict. The verdict is uh, sometimes written in Latin, but we do have among our research guides a, uh, a guide on assize records that, that gives you the translations of, for example, what the, the Latin term for not guilty and guilty. The minute book, which is the next uh, type of record I want to talk about, that's uh, very similar to the indictment. It gives brief details of the charge, verdict and sentence. But these can be uh, often easier to search because they are in book form and you have all, well, you would have all the counties for a particular circuit covered within the book and the book may cover two or three years. The indictments, say, in comparison, can be a bit unwieldy to, uh, to search through because they are parchment rolls and often very d dirty documents. So if you're not sure of the uh, precise date of the trial, it's easier to go through the uh, the minute books. The, uh, the depositions, depositions are witness statements. So it's all the um, uh, witnesses to a, a crime will quite often will submit uh, uh, sworn statements. The only thing to bear in mind is that only a small percentage of these witness statements survive. It tends to be the more uh, celebrated cases, more cases uh, with murder, riot, cases like that. Uh, the, the less important cases, you're less likely to find any witness statements surviving. 
But the good thing is that for most of the witness statements, depositions, you can put in a name into our online catalogue and search that way. So it is a much easier process of searching for these records. The calendar prisoners give you, uh, again, basic information, but they uh, are a very useful source, again, if you don't know the exact date of a trial, because you can work through county by county and by date very quickly. And it will list. Uh, it, will, it will it will provide a one line entry for each each of the um, each of the prisoners and give you uh, sometimes uh, sometimes quite reasonable information. Uh, certainly, and I mentioned uh, in, in, in a moment some of the records from the mid 19th century uh, of these calendar prisoners can give you uh, details of previous convictions. Trial records are not held in county archives. These are the main record series or the types of records are quarter sessions as the name implies these were usually held four times a year and these dealt with often the lesser crimes that were held at the assizes so you don't get um, for example murder cases heard at quarter sessions but you do get many cases that type of cases that were heard at the assizes uh, for example burglary uh, robbery uh, cases so if you can't find something in the science records and it's quarter sessions is the, is the next place you look and those say are held in the respective county archives so the quarter sessions for Kent to be at the Kent uh, archives and below the quarter sessions you had uh, the petty sessions uh, sometimes known as magistrates courts or, or police courts and they dealt with very um, minor cases, uh, for example, being drunkard, uh, drunkard and disorderly uh, for more recent times and motoring offences. should mention at this stage that people, inquirers, often mention now uh, uh, when they approach us to, uh, regarding court records, they, they will ask us for whether we hold court transcripts and what was actually said in court. These very rarely exist as court records, but occasionally they do, and I will mention that a little bit later. Where you, uh, where you can find these these records. Just to mention, yeah, again, the the calendar prisoners. We also describe the records under this heading as criminal registers. The main um, series are HO 26. HO stands for Home Office. Um, that's uh, that covers 1791 to 1892. For Middlesex, uh, from 1791 to 1849. And the Middlesex courts, then it's a series called HO27. After that date, then you refer to HO26. For the later period, uh, from 1868, then it's a series called HO144, and these are printed documents, and these are the, this is the series that gives you the uh, previous convictions, so they can, they can be very re uh, rewarding in terms of the information they, they provide you. Again, the way into these uh, records and to identify whether your ancestor was a criminal. Increasingly now people are finding confirmation of this by using the census records which have been online for, for a few years now. The uh, big example 1901 census, uh, you can bring up the census returns for Wormwood Scrubs and it will give you the list of the prisoners so you then know that the person was in prison in 1901 and then you can work back from 1901 looking at the original records to see when the person entered the prison. So it is a, a very nice way of actually getting into the records. The other way uh, now is the website, the Old, Old Bailey Online, which now covers 1674 
right through to uh, 1913. And this is where the, the actual uh, shorthand notes of what was said in court have been digitized and enable you to search under the, the name of the accused and any other term or word that appears in the, in the text. The, uh, and again, this will give you uh, much, sometimes much more information than you're going to find in the formal records. But the, uh, it will lead you for, uh, it will lead you to uh, original records. We at the National Archives hold the Old Bailey Central Criminal Court records from, from 1834. Before that time, then you, uh, you have to go to the uh, London Metropolitan Archives for the Old Bailey original records. You can also search the National Archives uh, catalogue again by, uh, by uh, using name. I mentioned uh, before you can find depositions, written statements, but you can also find uh, if there's individual home office files or pr prison commission files, director of public prosecutions is another example where you sometimes get a file. Again, these are all listed by, by the name of the accused and it would and it will come up on the calendar and give you the, uh, the ordering reference for the documents. The uh, other source that you can find in the National Archives is the uh, uh, Petitions for Mercy and Appeals. These can be very rewarding because you often get the uh, accused petitioning for mercy. For example, uh, they would petition for uh, reduction in sentence or they say that they were wrongly convicted and should be released and then uh, this uh, the petitions would be referred to a judge to make a decision and then they may be released early or you know the petitions may be uh, turned down but you do get sometimes great testimonies not only from the accused but also people who uh, knew them maybe you know, people from their own village relations an important person from the community who would be speaking up for them. These are in various Home Office uh, series. They're listed in our, our research guide, Tracing 19th century, 19th century and 20th Century Criminals. There's also um, the Court of Appeal uh, from 1945. There's uh, case files in a series called J82, and, and often you get court transcripts within these, these files. Some of the uh, Home Office petitions records and uh, judges' reports, we have extensively catalogued in the National Archives catalogue and again you'll be able to search under the name the accused and, uh, and uh, any other important terms like the uh, location, the nature of, of the, uh, the crime. We also hold individual prison registers at the National Archives in Home Office series and also in a prison commission series called uh, PCOM 2. Again you can search our online catalogue to uh, find if we do hold in it, the registers of individual prison and sometimes those registers will include photographs of the prisoner and physical descriptions. We also hold prison license records. These are the, uh, as you have nowadays, where prisoners are released early under license. We do have a run of these surviving records from 1853 to 1887 uh, for male prisoners in a series called PCOM 3 and for female PCOM 4 and these from certainly from the 1870s do include many examples photographs of the uh, of the prisoners and also you do have a lot of detail of the uh, their conduct in prison also sometimes personal letters uh, surviving on the file and a record of any uh, petitions that they may have made uh, while in the prison and again we are indexing these records. Uh, a lot of the uh, female prison license records have already been uh, catalogued 
and you can search under the the name of the uh, the prisoner. There are also uh, more uh, prison record registers that are held in uh, uh, county archives. Again, you can uh, you can search on our, through our web website through the National Register of Archives database to find the uh, where these records these particular prison registers are held. We also have National Archives records relating to transportation uh, to Australia and the earlier years to, to, to America. But the, uh, the records for uh, transportation to, to Australia we hold in a series called HO11, which uh, registers cover 1787 to 1867. These records have now been, uh, and some additional uh, supporting records have now been indexed through uh, ancestry.co.uk website called the Australian Convict Index. Again, you can uh, search that particular uh, through their website and find initial information that will lead you to uh, hopefully to surviving original records. There are also uh, other examples of uh, databases on various internet uh, sites. I mentioned first of all the the National Library of Wales, uh, they have, have indexed their court records for the so-called Court of uh, Great Sessions in Wales from 1730 to, 18 th to 1830. And if you do a search, then you'll get information about the event. We mentioned the court and the, and the date. Another example uh, of a database on a website is the National Archives of Ireland, which have been in they have indexed, catalogued uh, their uh, transportation records, and again, the, the search engine gives you uh, quite a bit of information when you, uh, if you do find uh, a entry for your ancestor. Other sources generally are always be aware of national and local newspaper trial reports. Certainly, uh, by the mid 19th century, uh, you increasingly will get an individual trial report, at least in sort of a, a local newspaper. And so Collindale Newspaper Library, part of the British li uh, Library in uh, North London, is a, uh, has a great uh, collection of local newspapers as well as national newspapers, which sometimes can be more convenient than visiting the, uh, the, local, the local archives for the, uh, for the area you're interested in. The National Archives only has the, uh, the Times uh, available. We have it in a, a digitized form, but it's only available on site at the National Archives. Uh, another source is the uh, British Trials, 1660-1900 on uh, microfiche. We have this available to be seen at the National Archives. These are microfiche uh, versions of the uh, reports of what said in court. They were the, really the pamphlets that were sold for uh, a penny or a couple of pennies uh, on the mass market, uh, so they were tended to be uh, more popular cases, you know, murder cases, cases that had some sort of local or national interest. But they're still, you know, worth looking at because the index uh, is so good. It's, it's indexed by the names of the accused and is indexed by uh, locality as well. I hope, I hope this talk has helped to give you some pointers in searching for uh, criminal answers and also encouraged you to use the internet sources and also to look for um, generally for any sort of websites that 
have already done a lot of the research for you, and you will find other privately created websites that will give you uh, information about individual uh, records. This event was recorded on the 10th of June 2008 at the National Archives Q. This podcast is copyright to the National Archives. All rights reserved.